It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Ray White, the largest real estate and property group in Australasia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio, also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Well, it's a Thursday, the 7th of April for 2022, and coming up, we're talking with an economist about the unemployment rate, oil prices, the cash rate, and wage growth. And we certainly know that there's a general election coming up. Scott Morrison was in the thick of it last night in the Edgeworth Tavern with some locals giving the PM an earful of what they thought about him, including a woman who asked Morrison for a selfie and then shot the video of him smiling with her and her saying, congratulations, you are the worst Prime Minister we've ever had. I guess regardless of your political persuasion, she certainly made her feelings known and love or hate social media, there is going to be a whole lot more of this leading up to the general election. It's the main centre forecast with propertybuyer.com.au. And firstly, looking at Sydney, expecting rain, possibly at times heavy, with 22 degrees. Melbourne, partly cloudy with 24. Brisbane, expecting a shower or two with 28 degrees. And in Perth, expecting a mainly fine day with 32 degrees. We feature market updates, interviews and trends. It's your real estate podcast for breakfast. We are talking with ANZ senior economist Adelaide Trimbrell to find out her thoughts about some of the housing market news and other things that are going on. Good morning, Adelaide. Good morning. Nice to have you on the show. Well, unemployment rates are falling, less people applying for jobs, which presumably accelerate wage growth for 2022. How do you see that going for people getting a bit of a bump in their wages and therefore a bit more bankable income for a house deposit, which has got to be good news, fingers crossed? Yes, it is good news. And we do see the unemployment rate continuing to fall. We should note that it's already around 4%, which is over a full percentage point lower than what we saw before COVID. So we are in a much stronger labour market now than we were before all those lockdowns started. And I think the economy in a lot of ways is going a lot better than back in 2019. So there's a lot to be said about, you know, how many people have jobs and the fact that there's still really strong demand for extra workers as well. And the fact that we've got low unemployment that's going to go lower and lots of employers looking for extra workers does mean that we will eventually see wages growth rise. What's going to make it a bit slower than what we might see in other countries compared to Australia is that Australia has some slow wage processes, by which I mean we've got a lot of people on enterprise bargaining agreements, which means that it can take a while for some wages to go through. But what we are seeing is people are switching jobs to get a rise in the paychecks. And between that and the very, very strong household savings that a lot of people have built up over the last two years, Um, being in lockdown has really helped with deposits on both sides. And I wonder if the year 2022 is the year that the public gets sick of hearing the words a cash rate increase, because I reckon I've heard that already a few times too many in 2022. And talking of that, when do you think the cash rate may start to kick in and bite? 
It's going to happen very soon, we think. So the ANZ forecast is that we will see the first cash rate hike in June. Then we'll see two more in July and August and another one in November. So the cash rate in Australia is currently 0.1%, but by the end of the year, we are now expecting it to be up at 1%. This is a, a pretty big and fast increase in the cash rate after not having an increase in the cash rate in Australia since around 2009, 2010. But because a lot of households, particularly those households with debt, um, do have huge savings buffers, this shouldn't create any big problem in the housing market, certainly not in terms of forced selling, you know, people not being able to keep up with their mortgage payments and then flooding the market with houses. We don't think that will happen just because of those strong household savings buffers and the very low unemployment rate. You know, it's a part of the problem, isn't it? You've got some really good numbers with job growth coming through. The economic growth is really starting to move. So you can't have two of those without the cash rate rise at some stage. Yes, exactly. And when it comes to, you know, how hot the economy is running, if we do keep seeing the government spending a lot of money, households spending a lot of money and businesses, you know, investing well, all of these are positive things. But if we do them a little too much, we can see inflation go up too quickly. And that's really where the Reserve Bank needs to step in. And that's why we will see that pretty aggressive increase in the cash rate through this year. And another problem this morning is oil prices. They're at a record high. It comes at a time when the global reopening around the world, that's only going to probably make the situation a little bit worse for supply and demand. But there has been a bit of an easing on the price. That's right. So we are seeing a slight easing on oil prices and also other supply chain pressures in the world as well. So it is good news that eventually we should hopefully see some of those supply side disruptions calm down, perhaps in the next 12 to 18 months. But certainly petrol prices are something that has affected consumer confidence. We're seeing people Google the words petrol prices about seven times more than they usually do in the last six to eight weeks. And so a Although that is hitting the mindset and the, you know, the wallet of a lot of people in Australia, what we are seeing is that they're not necessarily slowing down on other spending. So we're still seeing people put a lot more money than usual into planning travel spending, you know, travel agents and the like. We're seeing people not really derail their other discretionary spending like, you know, clothing or department store spending. And all this means that even though, yes, these cost of living pressures are going to hit some people worse than others, on average, we are seeing that people are going into those COVID savings, feeling confident enough to use those to absorb some of those cost of living pressures. And that's a really good sign for housing as well, because it does show that households feel confident enough to, you know, keep going with their spending and are also more likely to then feel confident enough to, you know, get a mortgage or upgrade a home. You know, we talked about the possible wage growth. It almost gets taken away, the wage growth, with the the problems like the, the cost of buying food at the grocery store and the oil prices. It kind of snuffs out any possible gains with the, the wage growth. It absolutely does. When we think about wages, there's two things that happen. There's the amount of dollars in your paycheck and then there's what you can buy with it. This year, we think the amount of dollars in the average paycheck is going to go up quite nicely, a lot more than it has in the last seven to eight years in Australia. But the amount of stuff you can buy with that paycheck will actually still be falling. We call that falling real wages growth. Next year, though, we're going to see the increase in the cost of living really slow down and the increase in wages speed up and 
And so for the first time really next year is when we'll see people's buying power, the amount of things that people can buy with a paycheck really start to accelerate. And that's the year we're going to see that the most. And it's also the year we're going to see uh, the cash rate continue to rise. And just to finish up, Adelaide, the budget, the government, of course, is expanding its first home buyers scheme where people only need to have a 5% deposit to buy a house. Also, no lenders mortgage insurance. It's expanding the scheme from 10,000 up to 35,000 places a year. So, you know, there's a bit of good news for first home buyers, isn't there? That's right. So more first home buyers than ever will be able to apply for that 5% deposit through the next uh, 18 months. And that's going to really help certain people get into the property market, which is, of course, very expensive and deposits are the biggest barrier really for for most households. However, it's not going to be enough to keep housing prices afloat um, because for every person who gets that 5% deposit, there's, you know, nine or 10 people who are looking to purchase a home and have reduced borrowing capacity because of the higher cash rate. So when you go to ask how much you can borrow at any bank, they'll have a look at your finances and what you spend and make sure that you can get a loan that's three percentage points above the advertised rate. When the cash rate goes up, the advertised rate goes up, which means the amount you have to prove you can spend on a mortgage goes up, which means the amount you can borrow goes down and the amount you can bid at the auction goes down. And so even though those first home buyers will really, you know, it will help them and it will help certain parts of the housing market overall, it's that reduced borrowing capacity that we'll see elsewhere that will push housing prices down. Yes, that is an area certainly to watch. Hey Adelaide, I'll let you get on with it. No doubt you've got a busy Thursday morning. Thank you so much for coming on to the Real Estate Podcast. Thanks for having me. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.